Larry Bird's not walking through that door. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. Okay. It is... God! 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 To be the man! You gotta beat the man! The 2-1. Swan Lane drive left hand! Water on his end! This is the Powers on Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Powers on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, down here in Tampa. Fresh back from a little vacation last week out in Colorado. Need a little R&R and did a little skiing out in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Had a very good time with some buddies of mine. Had a nice, uh, again, out in Colorado, Steamboat Springs, which is about two and a half, three hours from Denver. Uh, I would encourage you, if you are a skier or a ski fan, definitely check out Steamboat Springs. Very fun mountain, very fun little town, lots to do. Uh, snowmobiling options, hot springs options, restaurants were good, food was excellent actually, uh, pretty affordable relative to other places, so I would definitely uh, encourage you, again, if you're a ski fan or if you've ever wanted to try to uh, go out skiing out west, I definitely would recommend Steamboat Springs, Colorado. So, had a fun week, re- rejuvenated a little bit, most importantly didn't hurt myself on the ski slopes. Uh, it was very good ski uh, conditions out there. First time I'd been skiing in probably seven or eight years, <clears throat> but uh, very much enjoyed it. Made it back just in time. Was able to go to the Buccaneers Philadelphia wildcard game on Sunday in Raymond James Stadium. We're going to talk a little bit more about that moving forward. Uh, again, Thorough beatdown by the Buccaneers, 31-15, and really the game wasn't even that close. Um, but uh, awesome. It wasn't a great week of, of NFL action in the wild card weekend. There was a couple good games, but there were a couple blowouts. You had the Dallas 49ers wild finish. You had the Raiders and Cincinnati kicking off uh, wild card weekend on Saturday with a pretty pretty good finish there at the end in Cincinnati. But uh, you had the Buccaneers win comfortably. You had the Chiefs beat Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger pretty comfortably. Um, and then uh, Saturday night, you had Buffalo to actually absolutely destroy New England, which is getting not not, a whole, not nearly as much attention as I thought it would get um, as we head into divisional weekend. But great weekend coming up here. We got a great episode for you. We're going to talk to TJ Reeves of the Buccaneer Radio Network. We're going to talk some NFC wildcard or NFC divisional matchups. We're going to talk some coaching hires. Coaching carousel is about to get pretty hot here in the next few days. You know, I think you're going to see a lot of the coaching uh, GM hires get made here in the next five, six, seven days as we dwindle the playoff pool down to the final four to the NFC title games. So I think you're going to see some movement in that front here in the next few days. We're going to get to talk to TJ about what he thinks on a couple of those coaching hires. We're going to talk to TJ about, um, again, the effect of crowd noise. Last year we had no crowds. This year we do. So we're going to, I'm going to get his impact of what he what he thinks the impact. He's on the sidelines every week in these stadiums. 
We're going to get his impact of what he thinks, uh, the, how the crowd noise is really affecting things, or maybe it doesn't affect things. So we're going to get his thoughts on that. Later in the podcast, we're going to have Tyler Jones from the Jones Report podcast. Tyler's going to Tyler's out in the Midwest, out in the uh, Kansas City, Omaha, Nebraska area. We're going to talk to Tyler about, uh, he's a big Chiefs guy, so we're going to talk Chiefs and Bills, which is a showdown game on Sunday night. So we're going to uh, talk uh, talk AFC divisional matchups with Tyler. I'm going to get his uh, thoughts on Oklahoma, Brent Venables, Caleb Williams, and kind of what's going on out there at Oklahoma as well. So got a great podcast. I'm going to give you my picks as well. Uh, for the games this weekend. So stay tuned, and we will be right back with TJ Reeves. Check out my new podcast called the No Quarter Given Podcast, where myself and Peter Blake, we give a historical analysis of all the Buck opponents throughout the regular season. Week to week, every opponent that the Bucks will play this year, we will do a podcast on a historical overview of the rivalry between the Bucks and this week's opponent. So subscribe, rate, and review to the No Quarter Given podcast on all your podcast platforms. All right, welcome back. Powers on Sports podcast. We are with the man with a thousand jobs these days. We got Three Dog Thursday podcast, Buccaneer Sideline, Big Fight Weekend podcast, and now even doing too many things. And, and, and even now things. doing a daily college basketball show. Oh, back, why not? TJ. Why not? Hey, uh, I haven't met myself coming and going yet, but you know, you put the bat signal up and said, Hey, Buccaneer divisional playoff win. I got to have or Buccaneer wildcard win divisional playoff game with the Rams. I got to have TJ on the show. I said, I am down to be on powers on sports because I think uh, that will be the main subject that you and I are covering what the Bucks did to the Eagles last week. And Twinkie Twilight Zone, my friend, just like 1979, play the Eagles, followed by play the Rams. That one did not work out so well. No. 42 years ago, right? That one did not work out so well. Let's see if this one works out a little bit differently Sunday at Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, let's do that. All right, before we get started, do a little promotion of your basketball show. So I've got all kinds of different things working daily college basketball show is working. So in, in the midst of the NFL playoff mayhem five days a week through bet us, the gambling site that is based offshore, they do a daily college basketball show. They scraped around and could not find, I guess, a credible host. So they called me. So I am hosting the show with the handicappers. This is a gambling intensive show. It's really uh, educational for me because these guys go into analytics. They go into uh, different efficiency stuff. They pick college basketball games nonstop. And I'm talking about smaller conferences, not just the big ones that we care about, the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big East, blah, blah, blah. They go into the smaller conferences. So that's Monday through Friday. It is through BetUS and their YouTube channel and their social media that they are streaming the show. So thank you for the plug. We're on five days a week, Monday through Friday, one Eastern time. The show is archived on their YouTube channel and their social media if you miss it. So thank you for that plug. Uh, and the Three Dog Thursday podcast is out with a full NFL preview, as you mentioned. And uh, I love mixing it up on the weekends, talking Buccaneers, nonstop Buccaneers, including the Bucks and the Rams coming up. So let's get into it. Let's get into it, brother. Whatever you like. And BetUS is the sponsor of this podcast. We got that a promo in this 
You got a promo that in is this correct. deal here? I hooked up. I hooked up Brother Powers as well as some other ones. They've got great promo deals going on. If yeah. you're gambling on the NFL playoffs, give them the promo code while we're sitting here talking to, because I want you to get credit with BetUS. Give them the code. I believe it's XXXX for right now. <laughs> I think we're working. I think we're working on a, a personalized code. Haven't I got thought, it yet. I but thought I, think I had. I thought I had Powers uh, Twenty Two activated. I think that's correct. I think it's Powers Twenty Two, and you okay. get credit right. for anybody I, that you, signs you up. All right. So there's powers my update for you. Bet US. Help yes, the Powers on Bet Sports US. Podcast. Yes, very simple to remember. That's why I keep things simple. That's why I have a two-letter name that I go by, TJ. So <laughs> Powers Twenty Two should get you. Uh, the bonus that you keep talking about here on the podcast, where your initial deposit, they'll put 125% in. So you put 100 bucks in, they're going to put 125 in for you to, to gamble on the NFL playoffs and whatever you want to do. And they have every parlay you can imagine, every prop bet you can imagine. So utilize them, utilize Jason's promo code. Absolutely. Are we done with the with the promoting of everything? Yes. Because I know you're ready to roll the sleeves up and talk Buccaneers and Rams. Let's get to it. First, before we get to the pro football Give me a quick thought, Alabama, Georgia. Kirby Smart finally climbs the mountain, slays the giant, slays the mentor, and wins him a national title in Athens. So we should retell the story that we told a few weeks ago on this podcast that you and I were sitting in Atlanta, not at the game, but we were at a, an establishment out in Buckhead. Yep. And let's just say it was a Georgia funeral, especially in the second half when Alabama just put it on them. And then lo and behold, it works out for Georgia that they still get in the playoff, deservedly so. They blast Michigan. They get a rematch with Alabama, and they take advantage. And again, we'll talk more about this with the NFL playoff games because three of them are rematches, 49ers, right. Packers, Bucks, Rams, Bills, Chiefs. Here's the second chance for Georgia, and boy, did they make the most of it. It was a very weird game, was it not, Jason? Back, back at you with all the field goals in the first half where Alabama was not taking advantage of red zone opportunities, great field position, et cetera. And then the Crimson Tide even got the lead in the fourth quarter, but Georgia was just the better team with the game on the line in the fourth quarter. So I give Kirby Smart full credit. Uh, Georgia, first time in 41 years. Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter was the president. Herschel, Herschel, Herschel. Herschel, Herschel was the running back. Uh, the 1980 gas prices, they were a little more uh, because of the gas <laughs> shortage. If you remember in the late 70s, I'm young enough to remember sitting in the long gas lines. So gas was like a dollar a gallon instead of like the 60 cents a gallon that it had been <laughs> in the late 70s. It's been a while, but the dogs are back and what a great win uh, for them. And it still is the case. Just one more thing. It still is the case that in the nine years of the college football playoff, either Alabama has won it or the team that won it had to beat Alabama either in the semifinal or the championship game. That is included again now for Georgia. In all nine playoffs, I think Alabama's won three of them, three of them or four of them. I think three of them. The other six of them, the team that won it, whether it's Ohio State, Clemson, whether it's, Clemson, whether it's LSU, uh, whoever Georgia. it is, Yep. Georgia, in this case, they defeated Alabama on the way to or defeated Bama in the championship game to win it. That's a remarkable standard from Alabama, an incredible standard from Alabama the entire way. But give Georgia credit and give the SEC credit. That's three straight college football playoff wins. That's 12 national titles in the last 16 years. Jeez. They get the most players drafted in the NFL draft every year. I know you're not saying this, but everybody else, stop, stop knocking 
the SEC and saying SEC fatigue and SEC this and SEC that. It's, it's a real easy way to stop all of that talk. Do something in the playoff, period. Go beat them. Go beat them. And, yes. And it was just announced yesterday, Stetson Bennett's coming back for his 18th year at Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> JT Daniels is transferring. So they're gonna run. Go. They're gonna try to run it back again. A bunch yeah. of guys declared for the draft. Former walk-on, promised nothing, rises to the top. But even all the way to the fourth quarter of that game, if he had played poorly and they had lost in that game, his legacy forever is he never got it done against Alabama, never got him a championship. But he played big in the fourth quarter, and now he's an all-time hero in Georgia football lore. Is it sports a a double-edged uh, uh, situation there where? You can be remembered forever negatively or a hero. And Stetson Bennett ends up being a hero. He reminds me of two guys. Jay Barker at Alabama was never probably going to play the NFL. And Buck, right. another Georgia legend, Buck Baloo. Oh, yeah. Buck Baloo. Danny Warfel. Danny Warfel probably in that category. Although Warfel won the Heisman when Barker right. and Buck Baloo did not. Uh, but, yeah, you're exactly right. Now, now you're icons because of what you did at the biggest moments. All right, let's get to the NFL wild card weekend. We won't spend a lot of time on the Buccaneers because it was a pretty much of a beatdown. Other than I was in the building Sunday. Yes. And I'm looking for TJ's khaki pants and such. <laughs> I can't find you on the sidelines. Then you tell me you bust out a brand new jacket. Yeah, that's the jacket that I have to wear now for the cold weather. I got it from the wife and twins for Christmas. It's a nice reversible a jacket when it's cooler. Uh, and so, yeah, I busted out the jacket and that's why you couldn't find me over there on the, uh, on the sideline between you and Paul Stewart, our guy from buckpower.com. And I know you guys love doing the no quarter given uh, podcast as part of the buckpower.com podcast series and his site. Stewart's looking for me every week on the TV and in still photos. And he's sending me stuff like during the game, he's sending me stills uh, of either a photo or a video where he's playing. Where's TJ in the background of pictures on the sideline. So it, it was neat to be down there and watch that again uh, this time in the playoffs. And Jason, we can't convey enough that the loud crowd at Raymond James stadium was back for a playoff game. Yes. And that, that was circa early two thousands, John Gruden or, or late nineties, Tony Dungy playoff Buccaneers with the place just coming unglued. Uh, so I, I can't uh, stress enough to you how loud it was, how much it affected the Eagles last Sunday. And, and you're going to see throughout all these divisional games and all these venues from Arrowhead to wherever Lambeau field, the crowds are going to be a difference maker in these games, false starts, give that defensive lineman an extra half a step off the ball against these linemen, the crowd, as opposed to last year where you saw it, you were there, no crowds, much different playing environment yeah. in, these, in these playoff games. And some have, have uh, somehow knocked or cheapened the Buccaneer run on the three wildcard games that there were no fans there. Hey, the, the bottom line is they played under the circumstances that were being dictated, not sure. only by the NFL, but by the local health officials, uh, et cetera. And everybody had the same opportunity to win their games home and away. And the Buccaneers took advantage of it. And so now they get a home game with, with Philadelphia. And now it's huge as we segue into the Rams game that at the end of the regular season, they took care of business and the Rams blew a 17, nothing lead in the right. week 18 game at home to San Francisco up 17, nothing at home. They lose, and that is the difference in the Rams being in Tampa this week and the Bucs not being at SoFi Stadium this week. That's enormous advantage Tampa Bay, and the Buccaneer fans should be there early, should be there allowed. 
uh, and constant and, and affect Stafford and the Rams. No, and every and, and one thing I and you've heard you've heard all week the Rams beat the Arizona, you know, convincingly money, not great, great, great. Everybody's saying the Rams are back, they're the team to beat Stafford, the defensive line, blah, blah, blah. You, you're you're not hearing anything about the Buccaneers. They're being laying very low. The Bucs are all beat up. They're injured. Tristan Wirfs. And that's that's a fact. It's legit. Wirfs is iffy. We don't know what's what the status is there. Jensen's a little iffy. But that Buccaneer defense came to play last week. And if that Buccaneer defense plays like they did, I like our chances with Tom Brady. Amen. Sunday afternoon. Amen. They're a different defense with Levante David in the middle and helping Devin White on where to be. They're a different defense with Shaq Barrett solely rushing the quarterback, much less with Barrett and JPP. And I don't know how healthy Jason Pierre-Paul is on the other end, but if they get some kind of defensive play, all this talk, and deservedly so about Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald, uh, et cetera, Jalen Ramsey as the cover corner on Mike Evans, the Buccaneers can play some defense too. And if they get some good defensive play with Tom Brady at the helm at home, and the Bucs don't turn the ball over, which is something they did in the first meeting in Los Angeles. Look out. Look out on the chances to be back in the NFC championship game. And last week, they got enough of a running game. It wasn't dominant, but it was enough carries and volume. Bernard, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn play well. We don't know what the status of Leonard Fournette is this week. But they don't have to be great in the running game, but just consistent enough and do enough to give Brady those passing lanes. And again, a matchup to watch, uh, fans. Buccaneer tight ends against off-the-street safeties for the Rams. A lot of safety problems for the Rams. Eric Weddle was signed out of retirement last week for the Rams. That's the part of the game. Again, you're not going to go at Jalen Ramsey a lot, but the middle of the field with the, with the safety play and the linebacker plays where the Buccaneers can take big advantage. Amen. And Rob Gronkowski has has come on strong and had some catches again in the game last week, including the touchdown when he was wide, wide open against the Eagles yeah. in the end zone on the on the goal line play. And remember, this is the game where where the Rams and Leonard Floyd leveled him and broke his ribs. And right. he was out then for about six games after that. So you don't think Gronk's even more motivated. And by the way, for all the talk about Sean McVay, his genius, uh, et cetera, et cetera. When he got into the biggest game in the Super Bowl, who took down Sean McVay and the Rams? Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, who had a 100-yard catch day. Right. Uh, Gronk's going to be a big factor in this game. You would think they're going to try to double him, but it's who you're doubling him with, too. That, that, as you mentioned, when you got guys that are the third or the fourth option at safety, they're trying to double him. Good luck. Good luck, and let's see if maybe it doesn't help Cameron Brate or O.J. Right. Howard get get some opportunities too if they're doubling Gronkowski we'll see absolutely all right before we get to Green Bay San Francisco Dallas Dallas tick 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 Dallas your thoughts uh that that was crazy obviously at the end of that game so much has been said this week I don't know what else we can add to it other than why because uh the there's 14 seconds left you're at what were they about the 40 something yard line? 42. All right. At the minimum, you're going to have a throw to the end zone, if not two throws. At to least the end two. Zone. At least, at least two. one, even if the clock gets stopped or you get sacked, maybe that's yeah. the end of the game. You got at least one. The next thing is you can throw the ball short somewhere and get out of bounds. Or if your theory is throw the ball short and we can still stop the clock like the quarterback draw, okay. But on the quarterback draw, 
you got to get everybody reassembled. The umpires got to touch the ball and all. And we saw all of that. And, and uh, it's just amazing. It's amazing because the story on Sunday night is this is something we practice, something we do. The story on Monday was Dak Prescott did this on his own. He called his own number and did this on his own. You can't have that at the end of at the end of the game. And now Dallas has all offseason to mutter to themselves and think about it. But Jason, back at you on, on your podcast here on Powers on Sports. Both teams were trying to give that game away. The yeah. 49ers were trying to give that game away with the Garoppolo interception, with botching, trying to run out the clock. They were trying to give the game away at the end. Uh, and unfortunately for Dallas, they just shot themselves in the foot one more time than the 49ers did and blew the game yet again at home. You love these kind of stats. If it works out that the Buccaneers can get back into the Super Bowl, it will be the 12th time in the 2000s that Tom Brady has been in the Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys have not been there once in the 2000s. Haven't been to that a title incredible. game. They've not that been to a title game. They've not been to the title game either. Zero Super Bowl appearances, and Brady will have been in 12 of them if the okay. Bucs can get there. And, and say what we want, and I know Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, but he has had some blunders in his career. You know, I think he tries to get a little too cute sometimes. Like the, like you said, he shifts the offensive lineman over. They don't get set. They run – the game would have been over. He gets the first down, but we have an illegal shift. I mean, the 28-3 to three in the Super Bowl, those kind of things that, that follow Shanahan and our guy John Lynch, who, again, our guy's the GM there, but Shanahan's a great coach, but – he just has some offensive gaps and some mental things that just keep popping up in his resume. Well, one thing, and you know this too, because you've been around sports, you've been around coaching, you've coached a little, I, I've coached a little, I've listened to coaches. One thing that uh, keeps coming back as a recurring theme, the best coaches, number one, are prepared, and number two, they don't overcoach. They don't overthink. They do not self-inflict. Belichick made this an art form for all time. He's got a museum of I'm going to sit back and not overcoach and let you self-destruct and let you melt down, let you make the dumb play in the key situation. And that's kind of what you're referring to with Shanahan on game management, clock management, what are we doing, and don't overcoach. You would have right. think, you would have thought by now that he would have that figured out. We'll see. Uh, as it as it now leads into this game with Green Bay, you got to give them a lot of credit though. They've basically been in playoff mode the last three weeks of the regular yeah. season, where they knew they had to win them all, yeah. and they did. And now they pull that upset in Dallas because of it. So give give San Francisco uh, credit for getting to this point. And, and and they and they've got a good matchup with Green Bay because Green Bay's vulnerable against the run, and San Francisco's a great running team, a good ball control. You got Kittle, you got Debo. The way they use Debo Samuel all over the place. This is a tough matchup. Would this be a three-dog Thursday underdog for one TJ? I think you might have to listen to the full podcast to see if I confirm <laughs> it, but you're absolutely right. I am salivating looking at this. I know it's going to be cold. Uh, the Packers did beat them. It's a revenge game. Like we said with Georgia-Alabama as a theme, yeah. it's a revenge game for San Francisco. It is on the road. Rodgers led that great one-minute drill to get the field goal in the final seconds back in yep. September. That was the same night as the Rams beating the Buccaneers, yes. by the way, because I remember sitting in the Delta Terminal with Gene Deckerhoff, the legendary voice of the Bucs, several other Buccaneer employees, a bunch of Buccaneer fans, and we're watching that game unfold before we got on our red-eye flight to come back to Tampa to watch Aaron Rodgers lead that uh, final minute 
field goal drive without a timeout. So it's revenge for San Francisco. This is a very attractive underdog here as far as I'm concerned because they Jason they run the ball well and Green Bay does not stop the ball to stop the run as well so I think if Kyle Shanahan can mix and match his run game with the short passes and whatever they can have a lot of success and stay right in this game absolutely I think it's a five point spread right now five yes, five and a half some, kind of spread. five or six yes yep. something like that as we as we go towards the weekend absolutely absolutely so that sounds like you're leaning San Francisco I'm going to lean Green Bay only because I think the two weeks off is going to help. And I just wonder about the emotional. Can San Francisco keep getting up for these kind of games? Very I know true. Very I, true. I, 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 you I, can only I, summon that. It's a great point. You can only summon that so much. And especially going on the road had to right. win. And again, San Francisco to LA, because we're, we're basically Florida themed on this podcast. That's about the equivalent of Jacksonville to Miami. It's about right. a four hour right down I-95 Jacksonville to Miami. Right. And it's, it's what the I-5 in California. It's about four or five hours from San Francisco to LA. So that was not a monstrous road trip, but now you go to Dallas and come back. Now you got to go to green bay and get up again in the freezing cold and come and come back in and be up and be ready to go fighting for your playoff lives you just wonder what do they have left emotionally that's right but i mean I, but i think they can keep the game close no doubt about it all right one more thing i'll get you out of here coaching richard basaccia who we, who you know well with the, yep. under the coach coach for coach gruden assistant coach interim coach with the raiders loses in cincinnati last week you saw the picture of him writing handwritten notes to all of his players Mike Mayock gets fired on Monday for the, with the Raiders. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Is that a Jim Harbaugh job to 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 take or not take? Do you think, or do you think Basachi has got a legit chance at that job? That's the big rumor out of Vegas. Our buddy TC Martin and I were talking about that kind of off the air. There's other Vegas people. There's people close to Harbaugh. I don't know that that really comes to fruition. We'll see. That notice they did not get rid of Basachia and the coaching staff. That's a good fallback. But them. Here's another big factor, just real quick in Vegas. Derek Carr loves for what likes loves for whatever it's worth. Greg Olson as the offensive coordinator and supported Basachi as the coach. I think that goes a long way towards helping any chance Basachi has of being there. And they won games at yes. the end of the season. They won games. They made the playoffs. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. We'll see on whether or not. Uh, he gets that chance because, again, if, if Harbaugh is coming to take the job, they'll wipe all of those guys out. We'll wait and see. Yeah. What do you, and one more thing with the Buccaneers. Obviously, Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles are in contention for, for several jobs around the league. Do you think that has any – do you think that has any bearing on any preparation, anything like that? It's a great question because uh, they're going to interview. Apparently, they have already interviewed – and Bowles is going to interview on Friday afternoon and Saturday after the game plan and the and the uh, and the prep for the Rams game Sunday at home. You wonder is your mind divided a little bit from that and focus away from that? But again, Bowles has been a former head coach, and he he more than likely is going to have an offer or a couple of offers to go be a coach at this point. Uh, Byron Leftwich has not been a head coach before, but he is on that trajectory. He's an offensive coordinator, and the theme has been offensive coordinators getting an opportunity. Byron Leftwich could absolutely be the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars and probably put them on the path to succeed. But let me put this scenario out there that's not uh, completely original here. It's, it's common sense. If you're Byron Leftwich, don't you want to wait out the Buccaneers situation and see if Bruce Arians, for health reasons, uh, cancer survivor, 
battled COVID-19 earlier in this year, right. uh, Achilles injury. Do you want to wait and see if Bruce Arians, how much longer he hangs in? And maybe you're the Buccaneer coach if you're if you're Byron Leftwich or if you're Todd Bowles in Tampa right. Bay. So that's another factor to consider in all of this. But I agree, it can be at least uh, partially a bit of a distraction headed into this weekend for the coordinators. I like the Buccaneers double digits over the Rams. I think, I think that's a, I think that's a low, Ooh. I think they're oh. getting undervalued. I think the Rams, Matthew Stafford, I think the Buccaneer defense is going to, going to be a force. And I think Tom Brady with the balance is going to, is going to eat them up. Remember it's the third time Brady's seen this Rams defense in the last year and a half, the third that's time. Correct. And the Rams did win here Monday night football a year ago with no yep. fans, basically there like 10,000 yep. fans, basically there. It will be a lot louder. And does Matt, does Matt Stafford make a critical mistake or two, especially right. early in this game right. that sets the tone because he threw some bad passes on Monday night as well at home in a comfortable environment. Let's uh, Matt Stafford, one playoff win against yeah. Tom Brady on the road. Uh, that would be advantage Brady. Let's see how it all works out Sunday. You know where my allegiance lies. I'm looking forward to a Buccaneer win. I'm looking forward to the NFC championship game. Let's see if it all plays out, my friend. Last thing, don't let Cooper Cup kill you. Don't let Cooper Cup kill you. Well, and he and he has with the Buccaneers. So is Carlton Davis going to be on him a lot of the time? Is Carlton Davis going to be on Odell OBJ. Beckham? Uh, is Sean Murphy bunting? Buccaneers uh, uh, defensive back, is he healthier for this game? Can he play and right. get out there and run around? We don't know that answer. Probably till Sunday. Probably till game time. This is such an intriguing matchup and all the history in and around. We need to plug one more time, not just powers on sports, but the no quarter given yes. podcast search where you get podcasts. We talk all about Rams and bucks playoff history. Paul Stewart, the unofficial historian, buckpower.com Dave Moore, the longtime Buccaneer tight end who played in the 99 NFC Epic. championship game against the St. Louis Rams. Jason and tells great stories on that podcast. Dave is now part of our radio broadcast. They need to find no quarter given as well and hear those stories about bucks rams and the playoffs and all of the subplots around and, previous matchups as and well. the bucks have had two of the most odd scores in nfl playoff history with the rams nine nothing in 79 and 11 to 6 in 99 you're correct crazy <laughs> there was a while in the second half of that game six five uh, where where Warren Sapp kept talking about, we're going to win this game with a 6-5 okey-doke, meaning the score <laughs> is 6-5. to five. We're going to win an NFC championship game on a 6-5 okey-doke, he kept calling it. And then uh, the famous Kurt Warner play, and I don't want to vomit, so I'm not going to talk anymore about that. But uh, anyway, Bucks and Rams renew it this week, and this time it is in Tampa. And let's see if that makes a big difference, my friend. Promote away as we get out of here. Listen, Three Dog Thursday podcast is out right now. Full preview of the divisional round. We got Buccaneers Radio this weekend. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, 98 Rock, Buccaneer Radio affiliates all over Florida. Buccaneers mobile app, is it works where you can hear the game broadcast. West Central Florida, Central Florida, you can hear it on the Buccaneer mobile app. If you're hearing us outside the area, I get this all the time. How do I hear the games? Sirius XM. Jason, you were listening in Colorado yes. on Sirius XM. Tune in. You can go to tune in. They have a deal with the NFL. You can hear the home broadcasts of the, of the different teams home and away for each game uh, through tune in. Those are the ways to hear the game. And then if, and when, and I believe it's a win, the Buccaneers win the game, nothing but bucks. The recap yes. podcast has yes. all the radio highlights it has all the post-game interviews. Even if you can't hear all the radio stuff, et cetera, during the game, you can testify. It's great to relive it. Some guy, named, but some guy named TJ's the moderator running through all these interviews. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs>
<laughs> if I don't have enough going on. Hey, it's a labor of love. We want to be busy this time of year because right. it means the Bucks are still winning. Absolutely. So I'm excited about all this. We'll be on the air. It's a special start time. Two Eastern time is the pregame coverage. Three Eastern time is the kickoff of the game of the divisional round game uh, for the Buccaneers and the Rams. So we'll have full coverage. 98 Rock, Buccaneers Radio Network, all the affiliates, all the locations I told you to find it. Listen, thank you. I, if you if you can't tell, I'm already amped up to kick this thing off on Sunday. If you can't, all right. Tell. Say hi to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth for me in the booth, okay? We'll we'll do. I'll pass along a hello <laughs> for them, brother Powers. Tell them I'm available for hire. <laughs> I love Have a it. great week, TJ. Thanks for the time, and we will see you in the NFC title game next week. I, from your lips to the football gods, I love it. Great to be with you. All right, we'll be right back with Tyler Jones of the Jones Report. We'll be right back to the Powers on Sports podcast in just a minute. Hey, guys and girls, with the NFL playoffs and college hoop season in full swing and March Madness right around the corner, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may not know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BetUS.com. They have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 1-800-69-BET-US. That's 1-800-MY-BET-US. You will receive 125% sign-on bonus by using my special code, POWERS22. That's POWERS22, P-O-W-E-R-S-22. They also have re-up and referral bonuses as well. BetUS is known as America's favorite sportsbook for a lot of reasons, but most importantly because you get paid. Remember, use the code POWERS22 to get 125% sign-on bonus. BetUS has all of your NBA and NHL games with player and team props and loads of NFL parlays, teasers, and live betting options. You can bet UFC matches and props, PGA Tour golf, player and round matchups, as well as live betting on most sports. Their online casino has hundreds of games and the race book has all of your favorite horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable, and the Sharp BetUS mobile app platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my, my lead and get your phone, online, and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did, BetUS. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid. BetUS, and remember the promo code POWERS22. BetUS where the games begin. All right, here we go. We are back with Tyler Jones of the Jones Report. You just heard TJ Reeves preview the NFC Divisional Games. We've got Tyler Jones is coming in, and he is going to preview the AFC Divisional Games. Tyler's based in the Midwest. Tyler was in the building last week in Arrowhead for the retirement party of one Ben Roethlisberger. Cool story. He and his father went to the game together according to uh, all reports that I have uncovered. And apparently, Tyler, your dad is a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, and you're a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yeah, he's a lifelong Steeler fan, and that was his first Steeler game in person ever. Wow. So I uh, got to take him. I was so glad that I got to do that and take him to his first Steeler game and to see his team for him to uh, get to see Big Ben before he retired was a pretty cool father-son moment. And then on top of that, with my team playing so well, could not have gone any better. So it was a great night there at Arrowhead, and we certainly enjoyed ourselves and and uh, certainly excited about the way this Chiefs team is playing right now. We wondered 
heading into the postseason, what Chiefs team was going to show up as they had that great winning streak there towards the end of the regular season. Then the last few weeks, they kind of looked lackadaisical, barely getting by the Chargers, faltering against the Bengals, and then an ugly win against Denver. But they certainly kicked it up a notch with that win against Pittsburgh on Sunday night. No, absolutely. And it sets up an epic showdown Sunday night. The Buffalo Bills come a call in rematch. Buffalo took care of business earlier in the regular season in Kansas City. Josh Allen and the Bills destroyed New England uh, Saturday night last week in the wild card round. Just your thoughts about Buffalo and, and Josh Allen coming to town for, for showdown number two in Arrowhead. When the Bills have played at their best, they've been as good as anybody in the National Football League this year. And I think that's what's scary for this Chiefs team right. is that you know what this Bills team is capable of. Last week, they had the most impressive performance probably of anybody in the wild card round with that thumping they put on the New England Patriots. And I think the key for the Chiefs at this game is that you got to keep Josh Allen in the pocket somehow. He is so good when he escapes from pressure, when he scrambles for you know extra yardage and such. You got to keep him in the pocket the good news is for the Chiefs, their pass rush has been a lot better since they brought in Melvin Ingram right. at about the halfway point this year. So that's the matchup I'm watching for is what kind of pressure can they get on Josh Allen? And it's beyond just getting sacks and such. If you can just get him under duress, get those quarterback hurries, that type of stuff will go a long way in uh, the efforts for this Kansas City Chiefs team to try to take down Buffalo. Um, I don't read too much into what happened in the game earlier this year when Buffalo just, you know, clobbered Kansas City. Yeah. Um, you know, that was so long ago. There's a lot that's happened between now and then. But I do think it's a wake-up call to the Chiefs that this, uh, this team can beat them, that uh, the Bills are very capable of, uh, of taking down the Kansas City Chiefs, that they, they should have the Chiefs' full attention here. No, no, no doubt about it. No doubt. And, um, you know, to me, a matchup to look forward is, is uh, obviously Kansas City, the explosive offense. They scored, what, five touchdowns in like 12 or 13 minutes against Pittsburgh on Sunday night. And just a uh, – and they were overmatched. Pittsburgh clearly overmatched, and, and Kansas City was clearly the better team. And, and, again, can Kansas City just do enough on defense? Tyron Matthews, always a big play guy in these kind of games in the secondary for Kansas City. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Give me a quick thought on Tennessee, Cincinnati. Man, that one, it's all about what's the health of Derrick Henry. Is he going to be 100%? And what kind of load is he ready to take on? We don't know. And I, that's the great unknown of this postseason is how this Tennessee team is going to look with Derrick Henry with his status right now. I think Cincinnati's played some really good football as of late, but their offensive line is horrible. Um, you know, they've given up more sacks than any other team in the National Football League. And so it's real clear how to beat the Cincinnati team is you got to, you know, load the box, go get pressure on Joe Burrow and bring him down, you know, and, and uh, if Tennessee does that, then they'll be in great shape. So that's what I'm looking at is what does this team look like with Derrick Henry coming back? That all remains to be seen at this point. That's what this game comes down to. Uh, Cincinnati playing really good the last few weeks. Their offense has been so ex explosive. Joe Burrow's been uh, phenomenal this year. Uh, should be a fun one. Uh, I lean towards Tennessee, but I do too. I very well could see Cincinnati pulling this off based on the way momentum has been on their side. I think Tennessee's defense has been undervalued a little bit. I think they've got a really good pass rush. 
I think good. They they played much better. Everybody everybody le- talks. Derrick Henry, AJ Brown. They're healthy too. Tennessee's offense is healthy. Uh, AJ Brown, Julio Jones. Um, Henry's back. So I think you're going to see a good effort out of Tennessee in Nashville. I think that's going to be a factor with the crowd as well. So um, before we get you out of here, Tyler, give me an update in Oklahoma. What is, what is the thoughts of, of people thinking about Brent Venables and what's the Caleb Williams situation? Well, the Brent Venables hire was very well received. I think that when you look at this Oklahoma program, that although that they've been very successful under Lincoln Riley and the five seasons he was there, they hadn't really improved. That They kind of got stagnant, and they weren't physical. And I think that what Oklahoma football fans want from Brent Venables, especially as they get ready towards heading to the SEC, is to get back to playing you know, physical, tough football again. And uh, they brought in the uh, strength and conditioning coach, uh, uh, Mike Schmidt, who was at Texas A&M and was under Bob Stoops. They brought him back to Norman and – uh, they're expecting to get back to what we saw in the early 2000s of w- what Oklahoma was doing in, when Brent Venables was a part of that staff. And so I think uh, that's going to make uh, a big difference of sorts is getting back to uh, playing hard-nosed football and, and not being soft. And, and uh, I think that's probably the biggest goal of Brent Venables coming in is uh, to find a new identity of you know, being a physical football team. And so uh, that's certainly exciting to see. You know, Oklahoma is a unique program because you look at some of the guys on that coaching staff, whether it's, uh, you know, Cale Gundy or DeMarco Murray or Joe John Finley, whoever it may be, a lot of these guys have been around for so long. What Brent Venables' job is coming in to Norman, he's not uh, reinventing the wheel here, if anything. It, it's his job to keep it spinning. And there's guys that know how to win that are already there. And so that's what makes this job unique. You know, the, they'll, I'd be shocked if they didn't take a step back of some sorts with all they lost in the transfer portal, including Caleb Williams. Um, you know, I, I'd be surprised if Caleb Williams comes back at this point, but uh, the transfer portal giveth and it taketh away. You know, they'll get plenty of guys there as well. I think they'll be right back to where, they expect to be within a year or two might be a down year in Norman this year, of maybe eight or nine wins. And, and that's okay. And then, you know, competing for big 12 championships, the college football playoff spots should be uh, realistic uh, under Brent Venables within year two, I would expect. So uh, we'll see. It's just a matter of when they get to the sec. I know Dennis Dodd yesterday uh, put out a report looking at the proposed big 12 divisions that uh, would put Oklahoma and Oklahoma state in the North with Kansas and Kansas State, Iowa State, BYU, and Cincinnati. And then the South would be Baylor, Houston, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, UCF, and West Virginia. Right. With uh, Oklahoma and Texas, when they depart, one leaves the North, one leaves the South. But um, the uh, the future, I think, uh, you know, for the Big 12, when Oklahoma and Texas announced they were leaving, looked real bleak. But now with the solid additions they've made and such, I think at the end of the day, the Big 12 is going to be fine. Uh, schools like Oklahoma State and Baylor are now going to have a chance to step up to the table. Right. And Oklahoma and Texas get to be part of the big party at the SEC. I think everything's going to be okay. Um, there are going to be some hard feelings felt, but uh, I think everything's going to work out and be just fine for all parties involved. No, they're going to they're gonna do well financially. They're going to do a new TV deal, I'm sure, and, and reconfigure all that, and everything's going to be fine. And 
with the health of, of, of basketball in that, in that marketplace and that conference, as well as football, I think the big 12 is going to be in great shape. And, and, and again, uh, you do a great job covering the, the whole big 12 for us. You've been a guest on our, on the show, on the podcast several times, tell everybody where they can find you online. Easiest way is on Twitter at Tyler Jones live. And also check out the Jones report out each and every week on Apple, Spotify, and Google podcasts and, and uh, if you're a NASCAR fan, I do a, a weekly show with a NASCAR driver, David Starr, uh, called Let's Go Racing. And that's also available on all po- podcast platforms as well. So I was just, just going to mention with Daytona right around the corner of the NASCAR season, you were, you were going to be very – I'm sure you will be all over the NASCAR, all the rumors and all the Daytona stuff as we head into Daytona here in early February. Oh, yeah. It'll be here in a few weeks. I'll be down there. It'll be a great time. And, and uh, I mean, that's such a, a great – start to the year for the NASCAR world when you get down to Daytona and speed weeks and we'll be all over that as well. We're going to be doing some live shows down Daytona for a couple of days. So looking forward to that uh, here in the uh, coming weeks. Awesome, man. Great. Keep up the great work, Tyler. Thanks for the insight on your, uh, sorry about your dad losing with the Pittsburgh Steelers in his first trip and the first game he saw that's, you know, but uh, the cool thing is he got to see a legend play his last game. Big Ben Roethlisberger most likely is going to play his last game. And uh, obviously a great father-son moment for you and your dad in Arrowhead. Appreciate it, uh, Jason. Uh, Best of luck to you, man. You're doing a great job. And uh, always appreciate coming on the show, man. Thank you, Tyler. Have a great week. We'll be back to the podcast in just a moment. Now a word from Titan Home Lending. If you have any financing and home purchasing needs, reach out to Jason Powers. Yeah, that's me. Titan Home Lending, 205-790-1404. Titan can help you finance any home purchase in the state of Florida and soon to be Colorado. Whether it's a home, condominium, second home, investment property, Titan Home Lending can help you. VA loans, FHA loans, conventional loans, jumbo loans, renovation loans, anything in between. Give me an opportunity to get you pre-approved Titan Home Lending. If you're moving to Florida from another state, we'd love to help you as well. So many people are moving to the state of Florida and Titan Home Lending can help you from Pensacola to Key West. So again, reach out to me, Jason Powers, Titan Home Lending, 205-790-1404. And now back to the Powers on Sports podcast. Okay, it's game pick time for the divisional round NFL playoffs. Game one, Saturday afternoon, Tennessee, Nashville. The Titans are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee minus three and a half. I really like the Titans here. I think Derrick Henry back, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. The underrated Tennessee defense is going to be a factor here. The pass rush, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons. You got Kevin Byard on the back end, first team all pro. I like Tennessee at home minus the three and a half over Cincinnati. Game number two, Saturday night, Lambeau. Sam Fran, Green Bay. Green Bay is a six-point favorite. Going to be cold, cold, cold. Looks like the temperature is going to be somewhere around 10 degrees. I like, if I was betting this game, I would tease down Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to win the game. I think it's going to be right at the number. Six, seven-point kind of game. One-score kind of game. I think Green Bay coming off a bye, fresh. The 49ers have been playing a lot of high intensity games the last few weeks to get in the playoffs obviously the the emotional game last week in dallas one less day to prepare they played late sunday remember in dallas now they play late saturday night in green bay having to travel both weeks 
I like Green Bay in a teaser. I would tease down Green Bay to, to a pick them. Um, and I would also tease up Buffalo if you're going to pair them with somebody, either, either pair them with uh, or Tennessee. I like Tennessee, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo on a teaser with Green Bay. So I do like Green Bay to win the game. I think it's going to be right around the number. So it's a, I don't have an opinion on the plus six or minus six, but I do like Green Bay in a teaser uh, here Saturday night. Sunday afternoon, Raymond James Stadium, 3 o'clock. Rams, Bucks, Bucks minus 2.5. The number's going down. It was started out at 3, dropped to 2.5. I love Tampa here at minus 2.5 at home. Again, Rams having to travel cross-country. Remember, they played Monday night, so again, one less day to prepare, as well as traveling cross-country and playing on the road. I love the Bucks here minus the 2.5. I think the Bucks are going to win by double digits. I think Tom Brady in the defense is going to be enough. Look for some tight end productivity out of the Tampa Bay offense. Gronkowski, Brate, O.J. Howard. The Rams are a little bit depleted at safety. The linebackers aren't great. I'll take the Buccaneers minus the two and a half at home against the Rams to advance to the title game. Game number four, maybe the best game on the docket. Sat Sunday night in Arrowhead, prime time. Kansas City Buffalo Casey's a two-point favorite it's a toss-up game to me but I like the Buffalo Bills here I'll take the two uh, this would also be another candidate to tease up to plus eight but I do like Buffalo Josh Allen playing great I think Buffalo's entire season changed the latter half of the season the second half at Tampa when they were getting boat raced by the Buccaneers early come back to tie the game even though they lose in overtime I think that, that second half performance galvanize that locker room and I think Buffalo is going to get it done remember this is a rematch game from earlier Buffalo's already gone to Arrowhead and won early I think they're going to go back and win again I like Buffalo plus the two and I would also tease them up to plus eight to go to Arrowhead and get it done I think the Buffalo defense will be a factor the running game for Buffalo is getting better with Singletary the last four or five weeks I like Buffalo to advance to see Tennessee in the AFC title game and I like a Tampa Bay Green Bay showdown in Lambeau in the NFC title game. There you have it. There are the picks, Pute Powers on Sports podcast. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Check out the Powers on Sports YouTube channel for our video interviews of the podcast. Thanks to TJ Reeves and Tyler Jones for their insight and input on this week's episode. And we will see you next time for an NFC AFC Championship Edition of the Powers on Sports podcast. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the Powers on Sports podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you are hearing us tonight. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Sports. So we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, suggestions for future episodes. And again, thanks for all the support. Remember to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. And we'd love to see you back next time for the next episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. Have a great week.